0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.
1: All right, good morning everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO Trent Condon. and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. Thanks for uh, spending some of that time with us. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, uh, we will talk Nebraska football, Big Ten football with Stephen M. Simple from On Three Media. Michigan State one win away, our uh, Nebraska one way win away from uh, bowl eligibility. They will take on Michigan State this weekend. So, Simple coming up. How big of a talker on Sips? Lincoln based morning show was what's going on over here this week. Oh, I'm sure it was definitely been, right? a conversation. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I'll pick his brain on that. But um, And Big Ten issues with SIP coming up at 11.30. Then Lee Sterling is with Trent and I. We'll go over a handful of games. Lee Sterling, LeeSterlingParamountSports.com Mike Palm moves up a day as he'll be on an airplane tomorrow morning to meet us in Chicago uh, for the uh, Northwestern-Iowa game Circus Sports. Do some sports gambling conversation at 12.05. And then Andrew Downs, who's Penultimate day here today. Yeah, it's weird, right? It (laughs) It really is. When you cut right down Mm -hmm. to it, it's like the paint on the walls almost. 15 right. years. It's unbelievable. Good yeah. for him. That's a heck of a run. Uh and uh tomorrow's his last day. So like all of the shows we wanted to have him on and say farewell and thank you to uh to Andrew Downs for uh, his role in building this sports radio station into what it is today. So the World Series has come and it's gone. Baseball is gone. February will be here before we know it. The pitchers <laughs> and catchers will be reporting. But, uh, um, look, hats off to Texas. Hats off to Bruce Bochy. They just, the 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 record of going on the road in the postseason and stringing those wins together. My good God. And that was a hell of a game last
2: night. It and was I, entertaining. I, it
1: really was. Yeah. Uh, pitchers duel through six. And then they got to Gallon, they, the Rangers, in seven. Um, but boy, oh boy, the, Evaldi, he was in and out of trouble, Trent, last night. It was, I, I, I meant to look at this. How many runners did Arizona, 11, 11 men left yeah. on base last night? Early in the game, runners on second and third, two out, didn't do anything. Bases loaded, two out, couldn't do anything. Um, Just time after time after time, Nathan Avaldi was able to wriggle off the hook and keep those zeros on the board. Meanwhile, gallon has got zeros all across the board through six with that no-hitter going. Uh, Simeon, the MVP of the World Series, they got the right guy there. Uh, Overall, the ratings are going to stink, Mm -hmm. uh, but you, I'm
2: guessing I can speak for you, enjoyed it. (laughs) I did, and and sign me up for another one of those. It was entertaining baseball. It was good baseball, and the teams just didn't work. Yep. We would have got the Braves or the Phillies in there, Ethan. Even on the other side, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Would have been great, though. No, no. Um, That's just unfortunately baseball today.
1: It's it's a regional sport, yeah. And for a lot of them, like there's not a lot of guessing. A lot of ta- Texas Ranger fans around the country, <laughs> right? Uh, which which isn't the case in the NFL, obviously. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But uh, Texas wins, good for them. Uh, the odds are already out. DraftKings put their futures out for next year already. Um, I, it's too early. Too early. You're not fired already. Well, huh? I might make one play before I jump on the plane, but um, I don't know. I've got to get the Padres right before anybody. Don't else do, do that. Uh, it's just you got to stay away
2: from those San Diego or former San yeah, Diego-based teams. Yeah, it's those a, are your kryptonite.
1: Kiss of death, no doubt. All right. So last night we uh, we'll get to the Big Twelve schedule because I got some thoughts on that coming up. I'm <laughs> surprised uh, by the blowback, quite honestly, uh, in some circles. Um, but uh, Kirk Ferentz made it official last night that. Um, Probably realized, or somebody realized for him that, you know what, you uh, left one stone unturned, there was a loose end from your press conference on Tuesday, and that loose end is you, Kirk, Mm -hmm. as far as your your plans, and I know he didn't want to make it about himself, but it's your program and enough people wanted to know if um you know he's nearing the end what kind of is going through his mind at this point and he said uh, no they're going to have to take him out of here kicking and screaming <laughs> you know essentially that's yes. what he said which
2: i was completely fine yeah, with yeah i am too Trino. it was something that needed to happen i know there is a growing segment of people that're ready for Kirk to be done mm-hmm. that it has reached the point of where it becomes untenable. Mm-hmm. And you were on the air when mm-hmm. Iowa went through this with Dr. Tom. I was. And he had the lame duck season, mm-hmm. and it was a disaster, and it said Iowa basketball back. Mm-hmm. But there was at the end, and I know that it was all based on the run that they made. It was.
1: There were some um, second-guessing some of their opinions. Mm-hmm. Do we Should we really be doing this type of thing? Is, is I, I saw that, uh, what do we call it, x tweet that somebody sent us yesterday. And how I remember it was, was in the beginning was, why are we keeping them this long? Yes, absolutely. Why, should, why can't we just rip the Band-Aid off and go now? And mm-hmm. then as they started to make that run in March, oh man, maybe we're not doing the right thing. That's right. how I remember
2: it. And that's, I think, that's the way I remember it as well, is how that played out. Is That was my freshman year at Iowa. And it was, people were ready for a change. They had plateaued. They... You look at the decade, basically after B.J. Armstrong, Roy Marble, Mm -hmm. Ed Horton, that Mm -hmm. trifecta graduated, they were a 500 team in the Big Ten. And people have this false memory of the Dr. Tom era. After those three guys departed, before that final season, they had missed the NCAA tournament in four years. Four of eight years. So it wasn't that they got to the second round every single time. That was not reality. That is revisionist history. That's dead wrong. Yeah, They thought process and then they got they hadn't made a sweet 16 in a decade Mm -hmm. now fran hasn't either but it that was the reason that he was a lame duck and one win against arkansas and denver is not enough Mm -hmm. to keep a guy now alford was already signed sealed and delivered Mm -hmm. that was before his sweet 16 run at southwest missouri state i remember reading something it might even been from bullsby's son that said that thing was done in january that was that well because what else was bullsby going to do at that point he's Talking to coaches, right? Because mm-hmm. he knows the inevitable. Yes. Right. And even if if Southwest Missouri State at the time would not have made that run to the Sweet 16, Steve Alford still was going to become the Iowa basketball coach. Now that run also helped. Obviously, the buzz that was created. Sure. You get a coach that just led a team from the MVC to the Sweet 16. I mean, that created an even bigger dynamic. Hotter than. commodity. And now when you look at it at Kirk, this is, not, this is not as good. This team still is stacking up wins. My argument is it should have been better. And that's what I keep coming back to: is with a competent offense, what more could have been there for this team? If they don't get to it's Indianapolis, not reasonable to ask. Two in what would be nine years—that's not good enough for mm-hmm. this program in the Especially division they played these,
1: in. With this, uh, with the defense that they've had for yes. the past few years, elite
2: defense, yep. elite special teams, and an incompetent you know, a offense. bunch of pros. Yes, the 2019 team—there is no doubt that team should have been in Indianapolis. The 2020 team, with a better start, they would have been in Indianapolis. They absolutely could have been there a year ago, but the wheels fell off and you saw what happened. We could be talking about a team playing for six championships as mm. opposed to the two that we're talking about now. That's what was left on the table by hiring your son that is there. Kirk has made his bed. He has to lie in it now, and he wants to stay, and I'm fine with him staying. Yeah, he's getting a new bed, though, Trent, at the end of the year. And he's got somebody to answer to. Yeah, somebody. Which is really different uh, for him. He has never had to deal with nope. this in the last
1: two decades. No, he hasn't. It's been, his, it's been his show since the success came. It was, well,
2: we'll just stay out of the way. You keep doing what you're doing. And even at and let the, us know what you need. At the end of the Bullsby era, Kirk Ferentz had become such a hot commodity that Bullsby, who no. is not somebody that kowtows to people, mm-hmm. he had to mm-hmm. because they could not afford to lose Kirk Ferentz.
1: No, and the have raises had that options.
2: Hate, three consecutive top ten finishes, something unthinkable. Mm-hmm. They did that. And because of that... The power that Bullsby maybe once had when he was initially hired was not there anymore. And then you bring in Gary Barda, and for 17 years he was a yes. <laughs> he man. answered to Kirk Ferentz. He did, and yeah. there's no doubt about that. That's not the case anymore. If Kirk Ferentz goes to Beth Getz and say, "I have my offensive coordinator, and it's in house," what's the reaction? Are you sure? Hopefully. <laughs> right. Um, because you can't do that. I know you can't, Trent. I agree with you. I totally agree with
1: you. You need an infusion. You need new blood. Yes. You're staying. That's great. And I'm good with it, too. I, I am. He's meant a lot to the community. I get it. Some fans are just, let's just start anew. And, Fair that's and fatigue. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, very apparent this year. Look, he's not going to be there forever. No. He's not. He's got a couple more years. What is he, 68? 68, yep. 70 seems like a magic number, maybe. Who knows? He's, he said he's healthy. He still loves to do it. He loves the coaching aspect of it. So he's going to be there, and he made that clear last night, and he needed to do so because that was a loose end from Tuesday.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's something that to happen. Mm-hmm. had to happen for recruiting. And I got this question a lot, and I've, I've heard this a lot. Why now? Why did Beth Getz make this decision now? In the past, you could afford the way that Kirk wanted to do they things. They would have kept kicking the can down the road. They right? would have. Yeah. Well, we still have a game. Right. It'd be a bowl game. Yep. And it doesn't matter if it's the Vegas Bowl or and the Citrus got Bowl. Then they get back, or, we, all, we handle these in January. Yes. And boom,
1: soon you're out on the
2: road. Well, and... at this point, the transfer portal's been open for a month. Right. And you don't know who your OC is going to yeah, be. Yeah, December 4th it opens, right? And, yeah, and a very real possibility that. Well, Brian won't be the offensive coordinator, but he'll No, you had to rip this Band-Aid off. Mm -hmm. No ambiguity. You had to go out there and you had to fire him. And that's what this was. This was a firing. Yeah, You had to fire him because you could not allow any kind of wiggle room. We'll give him a new contract as the offensive... No, you couldn't do that. It became untenable. And for Beth Getz, who was answering to the big money donors, Mm -hmm. who was answering to people higher up, this is something that needed to happen. So you took it away. And that's why it happened now. That's why you did this, to not allow Kirk, as you said, to kick the can down the line. Uh, Iowa State and the Big 12 schedule came out yesterday for the next
1: four years. I'm struck by the um, angst that, and the arrows that are being shot at uh, A. Jamie Pauler, because I guess he's the, you know, the, front, uh, the person on Front Street that they're going to shoot the arrows at. The fact that they won't play K-State in 2027. Look, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, Texas A&M and Texas. Here's what you have to keep in mind, Cyclone fans. You really do. You're in the room, right? Over there in that corner is the SEC. And on this table is the Big Ten. And you know what? Over here, there's your table, and you've got a seat at that table. Do you think that Oregon State and Washington State fans would uh, willingly give up their – air quote, rivalry game with whoever that may be? Of course they would. You've got a seat at the table. College sports are changing. The only piece of advice I will give you, if this still pisses you off tomorrow, I would head to Hy-Vee or wherever you buy your beer and get as much Ames Lager as you possibly can and drink yourself into whatever, into a happy place. Yes. Because A, is going to support the student-athletes mm-hmm. at Iowa State University, What you need to do. And keep those young guys around. And keep those young guys around because, as we just mentioned, the Transfer Portal uh, opens on December 4th. Uh, And as the most coveted commodities, sure, quarterbacks, and you got one. Uh, Defensive linemen, you got a couple of really good young ones. Yes, you do. Uh, Offensive linemen, uh, you've got one really good young one for sure at right guard. Oh, by the way, your tight end, you think that there's not going to be any calls coming his way. Mm -hmm. Uh, The running back position point being Brent Bloom's life is about to change significantly. Uh, Coming up as he runs, we will. So, if you don't like it, and I know you don't because I see the message boards, you're pissed off that K-State, Iowa State goes away. Get over it. College football has changed, and you are still in the room, right? You're in the room. You're one of three conferences. The ACC, yeah, they've got a seat for now too, but they're kind of at that uh, ch- ch- kids table, if you will, because who knows what's going on. Go buy some Ames Lager. Drink your drink your sorrows away and support student athletes.
2: And more than just drink Ames Lager, write a check to the club. and write a check. Yeah whatever. yeah, whatever. Right, right. I mean that that's. How This is done. This yep. is the new reality. Yep. And as you said, you do have absolutely a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. You have opportunities in a conference that is 16 teams that are all pretty much on an even playing field. Yeah. You, you can argue Utah. Kyle Whittingham's getting up there too. Mm-hmm. And how long is he going to be around? That is, they are the behemoth of the conference, but we're also not talking about. And Dion will be if he stays, and yeah. who knows if he will. Right. Yeah, that's. I think the likelihood is not very high I don't that think he's there he for either. a half decade. You don't think
1: Jerry Jones is going to kick the tires if the, right. the Cowboys flounder down the stretch, go ten and seven,
2: get knocked out yeah, in the first round? Exactly. Yeah,
1: there's going come to back. Be Dion, come back. You worked here as a player. Come on back and coach this team. Texas AM. m Jimbo gone. Yeah, they got right. money, right? Um, and... we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. We'll see where it goes, but it's going to be fascinating. College sports, like it or not, and I don't. Um, but this is the uh, the era that we live in. It's changing, and you have one of those seats, so. To hell with K State, Iowa State in 2020. Yeah. It's the price you have to pay. It's not that. It's
2: not that big a deal because it has a fun moniker, right? But this is a new reality.
1: I don't, is there a trophy that goes with this game? Yeah. I'm not even sure there is. Put a
2: tractor on a stand. What,
1: and, yeah, whatever. I get yeah. it. it. It means a lot to you, but Bedlam is
2: playing this Saturday for the final time. Final time. This is being played. And from the Big Twelve perspective, what would they rather have? Kansas State, Kansas. Yeah, Or you Kansas State, that. Iowa State. you got to have that. It's an in-state rivalry. You right.
1: have to do that. We've we talked about this for a million years. Who's your football rival? Mm-hmm. I get your basketball rival. You want it to be Kansas. Is, is, is that
2: mutual? Would Kansas say you're our rival? No. no. I don't think they would. No. And would Kansas State say that Iowa State's their football rival? No, I don't think no. they would. And when they only... I was surprised that there was only four protected rivalries. There. Yeah, I was that, too. That was a yep. surprise. And most of them come from the newbies. Right, Absolutely. That was a surprise there, but you get a chance to play everybody now. You get Mm -hmm. a chance to see everybody more often. Right. You get to play in those road trips to Arizona and go out there, hopefully in November, and be able to do something like that and get out of the cold. Those opportunities are going to be there. This is the new reality. I know, it's a rivalry that the fan base really liked, but Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, it's just not a rivalry that matters. It's a price
1: to pay. It is. It truly is. You'll get them for the next three years, then you have to miss them, then the new schedule. Who knows what college athletics will look like. Because in my mind, there's only one move left, and that's Armageddon. That's two power conferences. The separation. Right. And while you're in that room right now, will you still be? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think anybody does. But you're in there now, and if you have to give up the K-State-Iowa State State rivalry one out of the next four years, I mean, think about it. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Think about what Washington State fans are going through and Oregon State fans. As they're left, the music has stopped, and you know what? They don't have a chair. You've got one.
2: On top of it, that year that you don't get Kansas State, you still have two drivable games in Stillwater and Lawrence. All right. Those are two road trips if you want to take it. A road trip to Arizona State. How about Tempe? That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Fun place to go, hang out in Phoenix, mm-hmm. play a little golf, watch a little football. Not bad. A home schedule that includes Colorado, if Dion's still around. Yeah. You get a couple of the newbies in Houston and Central Florida. It's just, this is the new reality, and this it's okay. Is. I understand the frustration. It stinks. But it's in the grand scheme of yes. things. It's just not that big of a deal. It's not, Trent. And it's not. And and the big
1: picture, the big picture, you're still in the big picture. That's the good news. Uh, Three o'clock today, the Big Ten's schedule with dates assigned to the games coming out for 2024. So uh, are you Hawkeye fans in the listening audience? You'll know know who's going to be part of the 2024 game. Now you'll know soon. You'll know uh, where they're going to fit on the schedule. They're not going to tinker with Black Friday, are they? as far as Iowa-Nebraska? No, I believe... Doesn't that seem like that this was, you know, if there is uh, something that you
2: can go ahead and write and pen every year, that would be it? So let's play through the schedule here and what would be best-case scenario for Iowa. Road trips next year. At Maryland, at Michigan State, at Minnesota, in Columbus for the Buckeyes, and at UCLA. Let's start with the UCLA game. Do you want that early? Do you want it later in the season? Do you want that to be the first game of the season? Yes. That There's been some speculation yes. that they'll, week zero will have a ton of Big Ten yes. games, including Iowa going out there. You'll start yes. off the season in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good start to the I, season. I think that's the perfect spot for it. That would be August 24th if they do get that waiver for week zero. They do that. That's going to happen, isn't it? I, I think in all likelihood they're talking
1: very they're, seriously. There, there's two things. Schedule changes. There's that week zero that the Big Ten is going to participate to some extent. And there's going to be Friday football right through yes. the end of the season, for the most part, into November, mm-hmm. for sure. You're going to see a lot more than you right. have. And now, I gavel. don't think, as you mentioned many times, uh, that there's the likelihood that there's a Friday
2: game in Iowa City mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. The only time that Iowa would be willing to do that is Labor Day weekend. Because of the... Yeah, the hospital yeah, the makes hospital, it incredibly right. untenable yep. to make that happen yep. on a Friday. And yep. at least that's their argument. I think we can argue about that a little bit more, but that is their... Michigan says we'll never play on Friday, mm-hmm. and they have the power to do that. Ohio State is not going to play home games. Yeah. They would be willing to play on the road. Iowa, courses course, has played at Maryland, played at was it Minnesota. Yeah, that was the other Friday yeah. game that they played on the road, but that would be the only time it would be a Kinnick would be Labor mm-hmm. Day weekend. So Illinois State, after that, if they do get week zero against Washington, Iowa State and Kinnick, home again for Troy, and then you get to the remaining eight games if we cross off UCLA and put that at week zero. First one you want on the road probably because you've been home three straight weeks. Yeah, you want to go to Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, Ohio State, get the Buckeyes out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Because they can spoil your season. Right. That's a good. Yeah, get it out of the way. Get out of the way. I like it. All right. So you get that one. Let's yeah. say they come back home. Now we have remaining: Washington, Wisconsin, Northwestern, and Nebraska. We're going to put Black Friday at the end. We are. Uh, so Northwestern, Washington, or Wisconsin. After do, you want Ohio test State. State, do you want a breather after Ohio State, or do you want to go back-to-back heavy Bring guys? in the Wildcats. Let's get a little breather now. Okay, all right. Want an early buy, mid-buy? Because you're going to get a couple buys. That's another thing. If they do get this week zero waiver, they would get two buys throughout the course of the season. Probably a good time for it. Mm-hmm. Put a buy in there. On the road again, do you get back-to-back roadies, say, at Maryland, at Minnesota? You knock those out. Want to see Washington in November, though, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. You want to see Washington late? Get yep. them coming in. Now, yep. Seattle's not exactly. No. but you know, We're not talking about a warm weather. No, local, but it's but, rain. Yeah, it's rain as yeah. opposed to what we're going to see here. Going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to this, how it all plays out and the way that it sets Three up. Three o'clock today. We'll have it in front of us. 2024 schedule, and then we can start planning our trip to UCLA. Do you want to go? Oh, yeah. 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 The absolutely. Rose Bowl. Yes. Mm. Last time I was there was not a a fun one. Well, it's fun. I, I was. It was. Uh, I was there
1: only briefly. I, I saw the first <laughs> half of the Rose Bowl. Well,
2: better game. than what you're going to do in Chicago this weekend. I'm not going to see any of it. Right. Uh, <laughs> what is your reluctance? Well, I
1: didn't know when the Iowa State game was going to kick off. Trent, sure. I'm, I, I've i made a career out of this. You know this. I'm as 50-50 as you can find. Yeah, but if you went to
2: Allegiant Stadium. I know,
1: but I would play it early in the morning. <laughs> and
2: you do that before. And
1: I knew that beforehand. So... I might have stayed, knowing, but then uh, it's just bad. And you know, my wife's had a little health issue, so sure. I want to come home and you know, two nights on the roadway, away, etc. Yep. So that makes sense, too. right? And yeah. Jet is <laughs> a handful. Your dog, yeah, he's a handful. Um, so, but I would have liked to. Say, I mean, Mike Palm's coming over. I'd love yeah. to spend time uh, uh, with Palm, and um, we're gonna have dinner tomorrow night. He wants to eat at five o'clock. Five o'clock. That's what I said. Five o'clock. Just getting the day started, right? Who eats at five o'clock? That's three o'clock Pacific. That you really might be lunch That That's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at yeah. it. I just might go, I can't eat at five o'clock, anyways. <laughs> uh, we will talk to Stephen M. Simple coming up. Nebraska and Michigan State this weekend. Uh, pick Sips Brain on that. Big Ten issues as well. Again, you'll know at three o'clock. Uh, got a note sent to me. What about Iowa State, K State, non conference game at a neutral site, in Narrowhead? Uh, Pollard was asked that question. Um, by by somebody he just doesn't he wants to he thinks that's too difficult of a game Mm -hmm. if that's going to be you know uh, an add-on game he'd he'd rather take you know an ohio well no not ohio um (laughs) get my point
2: yes (laughs) future schedules for iowa state non-conference next year north dakota iowa and arkansas state 2025 south dakota iowa and arkansas state on the road 2026 you and i iowa bowling green 2027, South Dakota State, Iowa at Bowling Green. 2028, you and I in two lanes. They've lane. got to
1: stop doing those, uh, those, those home and homes.
2: The, the one at UNLV made a ton of sense. Yeah, of course. the Fans loved it. The two lane, yes. It's right. New Orleans. Right. Going to Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oh, my God. Going to Bowling Green. Oh, my God. Come on. you're Athens, better Ohio than this. this year. Better than this. And not
1: even for it to be a two for one exactly. A straight up Home for, yes. Home and Home. It, you know what a 2 for 1's a lot more palatable, right? Yeah. Um I, I guess uh, Pollard was blocking
2: tons of people on Twitter. Oh, right. Cyclone Larry
1: got blocked by What?
2: Pollard. Yes. I thought that. I thought for a while I thought that was Jamie Pollard. Outside of my real friend Cyclone Larry is my favorite cyclone. Is he? Yeah. Do you know anything about him? No, just well, do, our interactions on Twitter yeah. and How old do you think he is? I would say he is 34. How old do you think he is? I know. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, I don't know how
1: old he is. Okay. I know what he's doing. Therefore, I can kind of put the age bracket. Gotcha. I mean, am I close or am I way off? You were. You're closer than some people would have guessed. His avatar picture is not him. It is not. No, that that's <laughs> that's Leith, right. former president yes. Leith, the pilot. Yes. Right got a lot of airtime, didn't yes, he? Yes, he certainly did. <laughs> Anyways, we'll come back. We'll talk to Stephen M. Sippel from the, well, not uh, the paper. He's with On3 Media. We'll talk to Sipp about Big Ten issues. Um, but right now, time for another opportunity to claim some NIL money. You can head to kxno.com right now. The keyword this hour is credit. Credit is... At kxno.com, your chance to win one thousand dollars credit. At kxno.com, another opportunity coming up in about an hour. Then throughout the afternoon with Murph and Andy, and the drive with Heather and Sean. And we didn't even touch Bobby Knight. Yeah, you know what? Shame on us. Um, what, what can you say about him? Yeah, he was a
2: very A-hole. difficult conversation right. to have about him because there are two sides. An there incredible really basketball are. coach. Yeah,
1: but people who were in his orbit. Absolutely love the man, mm-hmm. and would tell you that he would do anything for you. Yes. And I've read that a bunch. Um, our buddy David Kaplan and him are incre- were incredibly close friends. Um, listening to our, reading Dick Vitale's tributes, some of the other tributes, uh,
2: but then you see some of the <laughs> some of the stuff that made Bobby Knight bigger than life. Right, mm-hmm. I. Growing up, despised him mm-hmm. because of the moments of Iowa Indiana basketball games and mm-hmm. a lot of great games yep. back in the eighties between two good teams and the number of times that it was just funny when they played Indiana more often. That guy at the top of the press would get a ball off the nose. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that! I think Wade Lookingbill took one of those. Did he? I think Matt Bowler took one of those, and I can think of another time you or two. You know what? That's
1: a good one for uh, Wade yes. Lookingbill. When we probably should get him on next
2: week's <sighs> basketball season starts. That's a good one. He was as revered. I have a basketball mind. Uh-huh. Larger than life. Yep. There was nobody college football-wise at that time that was Bobby Knight. Ooh, B- Bobby Bowden really good. was a huge name. Yeah, Joe Paterno were huge, huge names. names they but entirely different personalities. They were not Bobby Knight. No. Bobby Knight was different. He was, And for he? younger people, I don't think you can understand the scope of what the now, name... Now, Bear Bryant had a huge reputation. Yes. But I don't
1: know about you know the, the interview. I mean the Game Face yes. interview that'll live yeah. forever. Of course, throwing the chair would um. Mm-hmm. Um, the whip. The whip yes. was that Calbert Cheney? Yes, it was. On that team I mean,
2: just awful, just aw-
1: awful. Some of the stuff that he got four national
2: with. championships, the last undefeated uh-huh. season back in nineteen seventy six of a college basketball team, and he did it during that tenure. Guess how many NBA All Stars he had that played for him? I have no idea. One. Really, yeah. I was just going to say that's it. Uh, Woody Hayes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: he was he was in.
2: He was another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos. Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: Wasn't he? That's a really good point, Trent. Uh, Stephen M. Sipple next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station,
2: 106.3.com. It's time for Sip. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football.
0: I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration.
2: We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing
1: it. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 25 minutes before noon. Again, the keyword this hour was credit, credit at kxno.com. Uh, let's get Stephen Sipple on here. Nebraska, one win away from bowl eligibility. Off they go to East Lansing, take on Sparty. Uh, that in a moment. Sip, Trent Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know what I want to start with you, Sip. Um, We've had, I'm guessing, most of the shows here at KXNO have, and certainly the fan bases have had some fun at Nebraska's expense over the last couple of decades. You know, the coaching hires, fires, et cetera. Um, how big of a talker, if at all, was it, what's, was, was it what has gone on inside the Iowa football program over in Lincoln and on your radio show, et cetera, this week? Yeah, people
0: talk about it over here. It's Like they probably... I'd say it's a national story because yeah. it's interesting. You know, it's an interesting story. I don't know that anybody here is necessarily making fun of Iowa because, you know, Nebraska's situation being what it is. Um, it's better now, but I mean, yeah. come on. we through a minor hell over here. And, <laughs> and It's been sort of bizarre at times, so. Like, it's, you know, and it's sort of bizarre there now. Really bizarre. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me, I was talking to Trent off air, some of what's going on sort of reminds me of Nebraska with with, with how you're going to, with how Iowa looks to be proceeding. So, anyway, no, it's, <laughs> hey, to answer your question, oh, it's we talked about it on our radio show a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, why is it interesting to us? Because I, like, why is it interesting to everybody? Iowa's 6-2. They could win out. be tended to. And the AD steps in and fires the head coach's son. And the head coach has got to bite the bullet. I mean, it's so rough. I mean, it, to me, it mainly illustrates how wickedly tough the coaching business is. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that I would have the stomach.
2: Sip, you brought something up during our conversation before you popped on here, I think, is a really good point for for Iowa fans to realize. And you mentioned what got Nebraska in hot water was a lot of overstepping from athletic directors, from school presidents. And, and the two-decade hell that they've been inside for many portions of it has become... Part of that and you look at what beth gets did here in firing brian ferentz uh, just take us down that path a little bit and maybe something the hawkeyes can learn from what happened at nebraska
0: well that's the key thing if i were iowa if i was interested in iowa football and i had anything to do with its well-being i would use nebraska as an example of what not to do and i would i'd try to look at nebraska uh and learn from it um and what I'm talking about is, I just, it came to mind the other day because, I mean, I wonder what they're going to do with Kirk. And if, if, if what I hear, you know, and what it appears to be, if there's going to be, there's going to be more control at the top mm-hmm. from the president, yep. from the AD. Well, that's what, there's not, look, when, the, when things go bad in a program, there's a lot of elements that you can point to that are, that that can be problematic. But I'd say the biggest factor in Nebraska's demise as a program was a certain chancellor and a couple ADs that just did, I guess they overstepped where they should have gone. They were, they had too much power and involvement. There, There were some horrific hires, horrific. I mean, And and there are things that were just botched badly. There were decisions made. Like, well, I'll give you a good example, and this is, I wouldn't expect Iowa fans to understand any of this, but just for instance, Steve Peterson, who took over as the AD in 2002 and just decided that Nebraska would end the way it went about winning and go to. Oh, we want to turn this into kind of an NFL factory, and we're going to run an. We want to run a, We got a NFL. We want to get an NFL coach and make this more about recruiting, um, and recruiting NFL players. And we're gonna. We're not even going to run the same offense anymore. You know, it, it was a big change. We all nodded, said, "Oh, this is wonderful," but it was. And then there was there was that was just one thing. I mean, there was a series of decisions that were made and missed. That that led to this incredible, incredible swoop. I mean, it's remarkable. Nebraska hasn't been to a bowl since 2016. The only Jeez. power five team. They're the only power five team that can say that. So I would be very careful if I was if I was Iowa going forward and letting the administration make make the moves. I mean, I, you better have the right people doing.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, points well taken, Sip. Uh, and you mentioned the uh, 2016 streak. It could end as far as getting eligible this weekend when Nebraska travels, uh, to, uh, East Lansing. Before that, let's go back to last week just real quick. Sip, did you think that the, was that as complete a game as, uh, Nebraska has played this year? Their win over Michigan? I beg, beg, beg your pardon, over Purdue?
0: Well, they turned it over four times. Well, that's not Uh, good. Yeah. (laughs) So that's Nebraska. They lead the country, you know, in fumbles and turnovers. So, um, I, other than that, though, it's funny. I I, I start with that, even though I've kind of, I mean, I don't, I've been hesitant to make the turnover such a big part of the conversation because they're doing so many other things right. And I didn't make it a big part of the conversation in the wake of that win. because They Kenny, they did play well. Especially on defense. Purdue, Purdue gained 195 yards. And it gets 100. Hmm. Um, they never got into any kind of Purdue. Uh, so Nebraska's defense, I continue to say it's on par with Iowa. It, it, as far as defenses in the Big Ten West, the best defenses, it's either Iowa or Nebraska. I, I don't think I'd say that, but Nebraska's
2: defense—it's
0: yep. really good. I mean, it's like an Iowa defense. Um, offensively, they're interesting. They—they've hit big plays the last two weeks. Big pass plays off this belly option that Osborne used to use. In fact, recommended the rule. In fact, Rule pointed up to the press box after they hit mm. a big one against Western. Um, so it's—it's it's been kind of exciting. They're. But their offense is, come on, I mean, I, I, I've, I've said it on the show, you know, down, down their four best receivers, two best running backs. Take, think about that for yeah. a second. And then they had three linemen go down, offensive linemen go down. So they're without eight or nine starters. You know, it's crazy. And, but but they've done, you know, they've done pretty well. And Harburg, the quarterback, the big kid, I love, 6'5", 220, uh, and a, runs the option pretty well now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's, he can't, you know, he's pretty limited as a passer, but I mean, they just don't have much to throw to either. So it's <laughs> that conversation. So they're just doing what they can offensively. Very good on defense. They've been pretty good on special.
2: They're finding a way, and it's not pretty. Oh. And but. It's wins, and, well, we've seen a lot of them here, and it's not always pretty, but what has this done for maybe the people that were not completely in on-mat rule, that weren't sure about the hire, not sure if he was the right fit for Nebraska? Has has those naysayers, have they dissipated here as they see the blueprint of a team that's battling injuries but still finding a way?
0: You know, there wasn't a lot of just out and out you know, people that were naysay. It wasn't out and out negative. It was, it's, there was a lot of, there was skepticism about rule, and I'd say that subsided, obviously, but it just takes one loss to Michigan State on (laughs) the road for that to prop up. I mean, I did, I did the same with Iowa. I was, I mean, after Iowa beat Wisconsin, you know, I was all on our show saying, man, I mean, Ferris is just one of the best I've ever seen, you know, he's tough, he's a tough dude. Look, look what he's doing. And they lose the next week. You're like, that was great. And that's kind of how it is in football, right? It's an ongoing evaluation. But yeah, but it's never. I, I, the thing I'd say is it's never been really unfavorable with rule. There's some skepticism, some, but most people want this to work. They want him to work, you know? And so they, I'd say people are behind him and it's, There's more energy now, but I don't know. There's still a big weight. I can still feel a big weight. See, you know.
1: Well, he changed a lot of people's opinion. That three minutes uh, that speech that he gave that's uh, just exploding on social media, I haven't clicked on it yet, but a lot of people have. I think is trending right now for that reason. So we'll get you out of here on this. Um, what's Nebraska's stance, if any, uh, if, uh, if they've gone public? I don't think too many have. Regarding Michigan, I guess there's um, – I mean, I don't know what can possibly be done this quickly because whatever you do to Michigan in the past, you get 90 days to respond, which which puts us in February, and the national championship, should they get there, is what, the second Monday in January? Um, So I I think it's crazy to think that anything would happen this year, but boy, oh boy, Petiti uh, is under the gun from coaches, from athletic departments to do something to stop Michigan. Can they possibly do something this year?
0: Well, they have to expedite the process. Um, They, I guess the Big Ten, I mean, it's, I don't know, I haven't read Thamel's Board yet but the, the questions in my mind are this is the Big Ten are they even capable of an investigation does the Big Ten have an investigative body or they just hire out like a law firm or somebody to look into it how quickly can that all happen the NCAA is, I guess according to Bruce Feldman is moving pretty quickly in all this I, now then what are the ramifications I don't know I mean is it possible that that Michigan would just be sort of banned from postseason play this year. Mm.
3: You know, would it
0: take? Could Michigan be taken out of, you know, the Big Ten championship game if they were to qualify for it? That's what. That's the things you wonder about. But it. On one hand, it seems extreme. On the other hand, it is extreme. This is an extreme case. It's and it's what what's happened in my mind at least. It went from kind of, ah, uh, you know, they're just stealing signals to, ah, uh, <laughs> nobody does. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody nobody pays people. They don't go to, you know, multiple spots. They don't stand on other people's sideline, if that's really true. It's like like I heard Urban Meyer say. He's never heard of anything like this in 40 years. No, please. You <laughs> know? So, so it's pretty extreme, and it is real. Like I talked to a coach who said, look. Stealing signals is stealing signals. Everybody does it. But the big, the big, the big, you know, what makes this different is if you have someone's signals going into a week of practice.
1: Yeah, that's significant.
0: I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you're practicing against what's coming. Yeah, and you know it in the game.
1: That uh, that what changes things, brother. We're out of time, man. We got to let you go. Uh, appreciate it as always, sip. Uh, enjoy East Lansing, if that's possible. And we'll talk with you uh, next week. Thank you, sip. All right, thank. you. Thank good, yep, thank good to talk to you. Stephen M. Sippel, uh from On Three Media. Brett McMurphy's reporting this. Did you see the the, the schedule leak? Didn't see it. No. R- uh, real quick, because I know we're ton yeah. behind. Um, Um, Iowa at Ohio State, October the 5th. Okay. Early, we had that. Uh, Iowa at UCLA, November the 9th. All right, so a November trip to LA. I can handle that. Nebraska at Iowa, Saturday, November 30th we'll see if that stays. I agree with you. That's got to be that's got to move back to the 29th. But those are the Iowa games that have been part of the schedule release at this point. Now, we've seen schedule releases in the past that mm-hmm. aren't worth yeah. the paper that they're written on. We'll come back. Uh Paramount Sports Lee Sterling is with us Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. sports station 106.3 kx and oh let's get to our friend lee sterling joins us this time every single thursday throughout the college football season and then he's back for the super bowl he joins us lee trent and ken how are you lee sterling
3: can't complain this could be the best weekend combined college yeah, and nfl mm-hmm. games yeah yeah,
1: yeah it's a, it's a spectacular slate both saturday uh, and into sunday no no doubt about that trent you want to start him off
2: Go ahead, you got it. in All front right, of you.
1: Oklahoma. Uh, they are a six-point favorite. Oklahoma State Bedlam bids adieu. Who do you like in the battle of the state of Oklahoma?
3: So you got to give Van Gundy credit. Gundy credit. I mean, he what he did with this team this year—they were nowhere. And I still think this is one of the least talented Oklahoma State teams we've seen in maybe twenty to twenty-five years. But. I think they're going to be up against it against Oklahoma. If Oklahoma knows what you're going to do, and they know they're going to get a heavy dose of Ollie Gordon. I think they have a better chance of stopping. I think their secondary is their weakness, and Oklahoma State is not not known as a passer here. I'll, I'll take the more mobile quarterback here and Gabriel, mm-hmm. and uh think Oklahoma, which has dominated the series, rolls on. 32-23.
2: K State is right at their season three consecutive wins. Haven't been great on the road, but a Texas team likely playing without Quinn Ewers. Number uh, hovering in that four four and a half range in yeah. Austin. What do you see?
3: Malik Murphy's fine, solid, but you know he's limited. They're not going to open up the entire playbook. If they do, it could spell trouble. They didn't have to do much last week against BYU's defense, which is slow. The offense they knew was going to score more than two touchdowns, so uh, they're going to have to open it up some. That could be a trouble. Uh, Kansas State features a top twenty defense. They excel against the run, allowing just over a hundred rushing yards per game. Great coaching staff. They're going to show all kinds of different defenses and blitzes, and uh, their offense. They score at least thirty eight points in four of the last five games with Will Howard and also Avery Johnson uh, doing the dual threat dual role quarterback uh, job there. I think this is a really good team here. I like Kansas State. Wrong team favorite, 35-28. I
1: wondered if we were going to get one of those, and in that spot. Well, (laughs) Iowa State's at home uh, seeking to become bowl eligible. They're a -a two-and-a-half-point favorite over a very good Kansas Jayhawk team. Sounds like Jason Bean's going to be the quarterback. Your thoughts on the Clones and the Jayhawks?
3: I think he's going to be the quarterback probably for the rest of the season, and they're doing it on third down. Oh, Almost... A forty-nine percent conversion rate on third down, which is incredible. But Iowa State, another talk about another team. Matt Campbell. This team was nowhere. I mean, they were uh, um, so embarrassing to watch early in the year. Now the defense has come together. They're getting takeaways. The offense is efficient, moving the ball. Defense is is like I said, they're just suffocating. And and Kansas, I think they're going to have trouble uh, at night here. Iowa State's playing with revenge here. Another wrong. Uh, I, this one actually is a right team favorite here. Iowa State, 27 24.
2: Iowa goes to Wrigley to take on Northwestern. This is uh, a neutral cider, though it's considered a Northwestern yep. home game. Five is the number. We saw that opening line from circa 29.5, the over-under. It's ticked up a little bit, but we talk point spreads here, Lee. Hawkeyes laying five.
3: Yep. So I, I really think that. that Iowa obviously has the best two units if you talk about offense, defense, and special teams. Which is defense and special teams. You got to think that the pressure's off Brian France now. He can just be himself and have fun here. And you know the, that pressure you can't you can't gauge how much it is. And I've seen some coaches just crack up. But um, I'm not saying they're good on offense. I just think that their defense and special teams are going to set them up for a couple scores here. And you know Northwestern's been great. Uh, of late. They're 4-4. Four and four. They're battling maybe for a bowl here. I think it comes to an end. I, I like Iowa here 20-13. to
1: Alright, the game of the year yep. maybe in the NFL is early in the morning, 8.30 central time. Uh, it's Kansas City, it's Miami and the game played in Frankfurt, Germany where the <laughs> uh, Chiefs are a slight favor, right? Two is the, I think the last number I saw?
3: Yep. yeah, It's moved down from 2.5 down to 2. So, uh, just think that Miami leaving early Might be a little bit of an advantage leaving on Monday. Casey's leaving uh, today. And then uh, Miami's getting healthy. They were at one point in that game last week down all five starting offensive linemen. It looks like they'll have at least three, maybe four back for this game. And the secondary, you know, they were just down Howard last week because Jalen Ramsey and also Nick Needham came back. I I just think it took them a while to get used to the new uh, defensive coordinator and system here. But uh, Kansas City, something's wrong. Receivers, I mean, they they can't depend on one of them here. Miami did not match up with Philadelphia, did not match up with Buffalo in the first matchup. I think they finally break through here. I like Miami here, 34-30.
2: Free play of the week with Lee Sterling and Paramount Sports. It's Nebraska at Michigan State. Lee, how can people get the free pick?
3: I'm going to give them two. Mm. I like the Nebraska game against Michigan State. Also like Georgia-Missouri game. You want to get both free plays. This call 800 1st five callers get both games on me and how about this seven selections we did actually add an extra one last week eight selections on friday 17 dollars. we went seven and one how would that build your bankroll i'm going to do it again a second friday seven selections all four sports 17 dollars, not 77 or 97 one place paramountsports.com
1: talk to you in a weekly sterling thank you Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com likes both of the locals, Iowa State and uh, Iowa this week. All right, coming up in the next hour, Mike Palm speaking of sports wagering. We've got a big dose of that coming up with Mike uh, from Circus Sports. He's the VP of Operations. He'll join us to kick off the hour. Uh, then we'll, for the final time, Andrew Downs. Because yeah. Willie won't be here tomorrow. We'll be in Chicago at Merkel's Wrigleyville doing our show uh, in advance of Northwestern and Iowa two thirty on Saturday. Hour two coming up next. Another keyword as well. Your chance to win a thousand dollars. Miller and Condon. Uh, one more hour to go. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KX.